Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Columbus Blue Jackets edition. A nice little divisional matchup for your Thanksgiving Eve. And we are joined again by the Pale Dragon, which is the coolest name. If I could pull off a name that cool, I totally would. But Pale Dragon from the Canon, which is, of course, the Blue Jackets blog on the SB Nation Network. How are you doing? Well, I normally I would say that I'm happy to be here, except the last time that I was on... I said some very good things about the Blue Jackets, and then they rewarded me by giving up five goals in the third period to you guys. So <laughs> I'm a little afraid of what I'm going to say tonight. I, I don't want to jinx them. I don't want to give them any reason to disappoint me like that again. That was quite a game. In my <laughs> I enjoyed it, personally. I, I very I much did like not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, was a, that was a weird kind of game where even when the Jackets were up 4-2, to two, I didn't feel like they had earned that lead. It was like, mm-hmm. ooh, good, we're going to steal one tonight somehow. Um, and then we very much did. <laughs> so since that excellent game back in late October, um, by my calculations, the Jackets have gone 5-7. and seven, um, Strung together a few losses there in the middle of this month. Um, generally, how have things been going for the Blue Jackets? It has been... Consistently inconsistent. Um, ah, yes. That's after that funny. game, they hit a bit of a skid. And, and prior to that, they had had you know a bunch of close games. They had gotten a lot of points here and there. Then it dried up a little bit. And then over the last week or so, things have maybe started to pick up again a little bit. Um, they scored five goals in consecutive games last week, which was... Uh, mind-boggling they had not <laughs> scored more than four at any point in the season at that point uh and then on monday night they we got our first shutout of the year but it was against ottawa but still it was nice to get and we only scored one goal against them so uh after the the big offensive explosion then it dried up again on monday so uh, i really have no idea what to uh, expect from the team going forward the the power play of course had been a point of concern uh, but we've just hired uh, Paul McLean to be another assistant coach, and he is now in charge of the power play. And they scored five power play goals in ten opportunities in the first two games that he was behind the bench. So that was nice. Um, and even before he joined, the power play was starting to look better. So it went from bottom of the league to now we're like in the top half of the league in, in power play performance, which is stunning to me <laughs> yeah the flyers uh penalty kill is top of the league so that's pretty co- not top top but top three so it'll be interesting to see how that works out in this upcoming game um tell me about what's going on with the goaltending because looking at the roster here you seem to be missing one yes so uh, <laughs> earlier earlier today they sent down elvis Merzlikens to cleveland um, I, that is not going, that's not a long-term assignment. I don't think, I think that okay. is just a way to get him, uh, more work. Now we're in the middle of a four games and six nights stretch. And I really was hoping that the team would have split the starts evenly between Elvis and Corpy for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently not, uh, Elvis did last start on Saturday night in Winnipeg. Uh, that was a four, three game, uh, which, the winning goal came late. Uh, he made a ill-advised clearing pass that, that was turned into a goal. Uh, that was a, a bad mistake on his part, uh, but otherwise he'd had a pretty good third period. Um, 
But so he start, he's playing tonight as we're recording this uh, down in uh, against Charlotte. Um, so I think he will be back and start either Friday at home against Pittsburgh or Saturday on the road uh, versus the Islanders. But it's kind of hard to know exactly when he's going to play again because uh, Torch has decided that Jonas Corposalo is the number one goalie, and he's he's riding him pretty hard. Um, riding him in the way that he rode Bobrovsky, which made sense when you had Sergei Bobrovsky, who was playing like you know one of the top goalies in the league when he was here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Not so much this year in Florida, I'm happy uh-huh. to say. But uh, yeah, but he's riding Corpy like that, and um, when Corpy has been at best average, uh, so that's a little odd. I would have expected more of like a 60-40 start. Um, I feel like Torts doesn't quite trust Elvis fully yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so obviously he didn't have any North American experience prior to this season. Um, last spring when his uh, season in Switzerland ended, he came over to Columbus and if we had signed him to a tryout contract, then he could have joined the Monsters for the end of their season. But he wanted to sign his entry-level contract then so that he could be a restricted free agent this summer. So that's what he did. So he wasn't able to play in the spring, sign a new contract this summer, one-year deal. Um, And I think it made sense for him to get more money now, but I think it hurt him in terms of his development not getting more reps sooner. Mm -hmm. So his preseason was shaky. Um, although it should be pointed out that he only played on the road and he was mostly playing with an AHL lineup against NHL lineups. Uh, and then this season, again, he has not yet started at home. All of his starts have been on the road. And uh, he's been up and down. Uh, he's got three overtime losses in his five starts. Still doesn't have a win yet. Um Sometimes he's a little surprised by some of the shots that are that are taken here in the NHL. Um, a lot of weird angle shots. Um, I think there's still potential there, but I also think that Torts is trying to win. And I think on a game-by-game basis, he sees Corpusalo as maybe giving him a better chance to win most yeah. nights. You know, I don't think he's going in there with a quota like, oh, Corpy has to get this many starts this month, and Elvis has to get this many. It's more like, okay, who's going to start tonight? And Corpy's familiar. You know, he's been the backup for a while. He's been around for a while. Team seems to like him. Team seems to play well in front of him. So I think that is why uh, Corpy has gotten more starts. Unfortunately, if you look at the pace, it's like he's on pace for 60-some starts. And is that really what you want out of a goalie like that? Is that good for his performance? Can he handle that workload? And then what about Elvis' development? You know, is he going to get better if he's not starting as much? Now, obviously, he starts in Cleveland helps. So this will be his second time starting in Cleveland this season. He's still waiver-exempt, so they can send him down as often as they need to, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. So I think it's kind of nice that, you know, both he and Corby are getting this midweek start just for different teams. Um, but I still would like to see a little more out of Elvis going forward, just so we know what we have out of them. Both goalies are restricted free agents again this coming summer. And the team might have to make a decision as to mm. which one of those they commit to going forward and which one they maybe look to trade. Hmm. It's interesting because you, I just would have assumed that it was Corpusalo 
going forward. Like it wouldn't have even been a question just looking in from the outside. So it's interesting that there might be an actual decision there. Well, it, it's coming in, you know, his career as a backup was not very impressive, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rookie season, he did get 30 some starts because Bobrovsky was hurt and they decided that they wanted to ride him as the starter rather than McElhenney. Uh, and he actually played pretty well there when he was getting regular work. Uh, since then, when he's been the backup, again, because Bob's Bob, Corpy was starting maybe once every two weeks. And he's a guy that doesn't play well with rust. But any time, especially last year, where he would get maybe multiple starts in a row, then he started to look sharper. So obviously he's someone who does do better with regular work. Um, but we, we, just, we didn't know coming into the season whether he would be that. So I think most fans expected more of a competition between them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in the coach's mind, at least, that because Corpy had been around, that he's the incumbent, right? Right. So sort of his job to lose. And Elvis has not really done anything to say, oh, no, I should be the guy. You know, and Corbin right. hasn't okay. really been, he hasn't really done anything to lose it yet. He's had a few stinkers, but he's also had some pretty solid performances. He's, most nights he has kept the team in the game. And if you look at the stats, uh, goalies are not the problem on this mm-hmm. team. We're losing games, aside from that game against Philadelphia, <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> a case where, yeah, the, Jack has scored four goals, which they've been right. struggling to do, and they lost the game, and that's just not acceptable but there have been other nights here where Corpy's held a team to two goals and the Jacks have scored one and that's it's just not good enough so it's been the offense that's been the problem not the goalies so one kind of notable thing that's happened since our teams last played each other is um Marcus Nutvara went down with an interest an injury and he's one of the guys who I feel like every time I talk to somebody about the Columbus Blue Jackets they bring him up as somebody that maybe you might want to watch um has his absence been a big deal for the team, or is someone stepping up to fill in there? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge Nudavaro fan. Uh, I really love his game. I have since his rookie year. Um, so I've been missing him just because I, I like what he brings to the team. Uh, he, I don't think it has had too much of a negative effect on the defense. One thing that has helped a lot is that Ryan Murray has returned, and he's often injured but having him back uh, is a huge help uh, so he's on the second pair with David Savard and so that makes it a very solid lockdown second pair um, so yeah the defense has still been pretty solid uh, so yeah they're not missing Nudovara. Zach Wierenski his game after a slow start he's picked up more so offensively than defensively but but he's a factor Seth Jones though has been um, it's been kind of an off year for him which mm. is very surprising and disappointing at this point. Hopefully he can find a way to uh, turn around, but his underlying numbers are are not good. Hmm. That's interesting. We have a defenseman who's doing that too. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. It's not, it's not been pretty, but, you know, sometimes these guys just get into a funk that they can't get out of. It's very frustrating. Right, right. and it's, it's hard to know, like, is this just a slump or right, is there right. something more going on? And, and we're seeing that with Cam Atkinson as well, who... And for October, I thought, oh, okay, well, he's, you know, he's not scoring very much, but, you know, he's a streaky player. He goes through slumps, but then he's going to have a hot streak. Like, he's been consistently good his career. I'm sure he'll figure it out. But now here we are at the end of November, and he still hasn't scored a five-on-five goal. And mm. 
And that's wow. really interesting. And I, I was looking at his stats today, and he he's still shooting at a decent clip, but when it comes to expected goals, he's near the bottom of, of Jackets forwards at five on five. So he's shooting, but he's not creating quality shots. And and again, I can't quite figure out what's wrong with him really. I don't think it's an injury. Hmm. I think it might just be a mental thing. It might be a confidence thing. And I'm starting to get nervous that, you know, is he going to find a way to snap out of that? Because yeah. uh, it's, we're starting to get into the real deep into the season now. And the team could really use, you know, vintage cam here. Uh, same with Josh Anderson. Now he's, he's been fighting an injury, but uh, he's another one who we expected to score a lot of goals and, and he's been pretty dry so far. Speaking of scoring a lot of goals, you may consider this a rhetorical question, but <laughs> why is Boone Jenner and why does he always do things against the Flyers? <laughs> He's like, I feel like every time we play the Blue Jackets, it's just Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner. And I'm just like, all right, enough with this guy and his name. That sounds fake. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it is. It is weird that he seems to yeah really step it up against you guys in particular. Really I, I think it might be that this jackets and flyers that is the kind of matchup that really fits his game because mm-hmm. I, I feel like our, our teams often play a similar style we're generally two very physical teams yeah you know and mm-hmm. and that's certainly his game so i think he's playing another physical team that that really that really amps him up and that really he likes that, that really gets him going that really energizes his game <laughs> other people that are playing like him. So he's throwing his body around that gets him really active. And, and I think when he's really active that way, then somehow the, uh, the offensive chances come along as well. So yeah, if he could put together a, another standout offensive game, uh, that would be nice. <laughs> so you guys are coming off of that big one, nothing win over the <laughs> Ottawa senators, which I'm sure was very exciting to watch. Um, <laughs> What is the thing that we should be watching for in this game that you think could be the killer that could take down the Flyers? Uh, I would keep an eye on special teams mm-hmm. um, and, and see if the Jackets can, can keep some of their power play success going uh, now that they are coming up on nearly a week with Paul McLean in the building, see if that's helping. So if the Flyers are taking a, a number of penalties – uh, you know, that's something that maybe the Jackets could finally uh, take advantage of. Now, on the other hand, the Jackets have been really bad about giving up shorthanded goals. So that mm-hmm. could be an opportunity for the Flyers. So hopefully the Jackets have tightened that up a bit uh, and are not giving the Flyers those kind of free chances. Um, I would also keep an eye out on uh, the young players because we've got some young forwards who those are the guys that have been providing offense lately. Uh, Emil Bemstrom is one. He's a rookie from Sweden who had a rough start to the season, but he's now finally started to get on the scoreboard and he's getting confidence in his game. And then Eric Robinson is, um, I guess he's still technically a rookie, although we signed him two years ago out of Princeton. Um, He got his first NHL point uh, in his first game called up this year. And um, so he's been an unexpected spark. We didn't expect goals to come from him, but uh, he's looking really good. He's, a very similar player to Josh Anderson in that he's really big and really fast, but he's got the scoring touch now, which we, we didn't know he had. So uh, look, look out for those two guys uh, because they might, they could be an X factor in this game. 
Okay. And just kind of generally, given that our teams play in the same division and are essentially fighting for the same playoff spots, what's the general feeling among Blue Jackets fans, if you have that kind of sense, or just from you, about the Flyers as a team generally? Do you see them as a threat? Do you think they're going to get one of those three playoff spots? What do you think about the Flyers so far? Well, I definitely feel like, based on the season so far, that they are a team that we're chasing. Um, obviously, after that first matchup, they're, that's an opponent <laughs> that we take seriously. Um, and I, I feel like, yeah, the Jackets are definitely maybe a little, somewhat of a step behind them at this point. Um, although I feel historically it's a team that we've always been able to hang with. Um, so I think we're definitely looking up at you guys, but I think, you know, uh, a win tonight could definitely sort of uh, catch things up. Um, personally, I see the Flyers as a bit of a top-heavy team. Um, yeah. Just as I in recent years, I feel like the depth has not really wowed me. Although from talking with uh, Steph for our own podcast, I I gather that there's some of these young guys you guys have called up. Uh, We've got that, some. Yeah, like Farabee and Frost. So I'm excited to see those guys in action. Um, so that might be providing more of that depth I'm looking for. I don't see a lot on your on your defense that impresses mm-hmm. me. Um, so that I think could be exploited. Um, something I also expressed to her is in in goal. Um, you know, I, I wonder if Carter Hart is going to be like Columbus era Steve Mason. You know, where he has a great debut season, but, you know, can he put it together after that? Now, oh, how dare you? That he could, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That, that's something I always, I wonder when I see a, a young goaltender start hot, you know, can't yeah. sustain that. And, and goaltending is such a voodoo, you know, it's it hard sure to know is. what drives these guys. So, but forward, certainly, I know the Flyers are a team that can score goals, can score goals from a lot of places. So that's, that's what I'm more concerned about. Uh, but I do think the Jackets uh, can find ways to score on them. All right. Speaking of, last game, Flyers 7, Blue Jackets 4. I'm not going to guess that we're going to see 11 goals scored in this game. That seems. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> seems like unlikely. I mean, given the Flyers so far, it'll be uh, like a 2-2 shootout because they can't seem to do a game in 60 minutes anymore. It's like a, an aberration for them if we finish in regulation. So... What do you see this game ending up as? Well, I'll go ahead and predict an overtime game. Sure, why not? And I'll oh, say gross. I'll say uh, four three jackets. And four I'll three say jackets. okay. And I'll say that the overtime winner comes on a four on three power play. Oh, that's spicy! I like a very exacting prediction. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Right? You got to go all the way. I'm going to say two one flyers, not in overtime. Because I've got a lot of stuff to do for Thanksgiving. I just I just can't handle You just want a quick game. Get it over with, right? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. I got stuff to do. I'm supposed to make Fair a enough. pie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you don't have anything else, I think I'm all set. This all was right, very so informative. What kind of pie are you making? I am making Bon Appetit's Mile High Chocolate Pie. Ooh. And I am pumped about it. Well, is there anything special in that besides just being a chocolate pie? So it has in the bottom a layer of crushed up Oreos. Yeah. And then chocolate mousse and then whipped cream. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I know, right? I mean, we didn't talk about the queen or the crowns, so we might as well talk about dessert a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
my my little sister doesn't like pumpkin pie, so I told her that I would make something else, even though I really want pumpkin pie. But I feel like this is going to be an okay substitute. Well, my strategy on Thanksgiving is always if there's a variety of pie, I take like a half slice of each, and so build this like Frankenstein's monster <laughs> of a pie slice on my plate. But like a little bit of pumpkin, a little bit of chocolate cream, and maybe there's like an apple or something, then I just have it all there. I'm an absolute disgusting human being, and I would just have a slice of every single pie. <laughs> well, you know, at that point, I gotta, you know, it's I don't make myself sick, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it Thanksgiving if you don't eat yourself into physical pain? I don't know. I feel like that's what yeah, the forefathers wanted to do. I mean, to do. It, it's a temptation, certainly. Yeah, I was actually fortunate two years ago. I came down with like the flu a few days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I was better on Thanksgiving, but not fully over it. And so like I didn't drink and I only had one serving of dinner and like I took it easy and uh, my oh. body was thankful for once because other years I've made myself really, really sick. Eating too Seriously, much. just feel like crap afterwards. But during it's really enjoyable. It's just the yeah. after that's not so great. Exactly. <laughs> All right, folks. So with that said, I hope everyone else has a really good Thanksgiving dessert menu planned because that's important for the holiday. And turkey, I guess, is also a thing. But yeah, okay. heading into your holiday, you've got the Flyers and the Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. Thanksgiving Enjoy. Eve. <laughs> you might be out. That's like a big party night, I think, for the youths. So people might be out. Oh, and no. also, I, I just found out today that uh, Pierre Maguire is calling the game, so that's also a good reason. No. Yeah. yeah. He, he's calling the game? Well, I mean, he's he's on the crew. That's Oh, working. oh God, you scared me. I thought that, like, everyone took the night off. <laughs> and Pierre Maguire is going to be doing play-by-play -play and color and between the benches, and it was going to be, like, <laughs> my absolute nightmare. Him as, him as the color guy is bad enough, so. Really? Okay. Well, we've got that to look forward to then, so. Ahead of your super fun Thursday, you get to listen to Pierre McGuire tell us all about what Kevin Hayes used to do as a small child in Boston, because I'm sure he knows those facts. <laughs> all right. Pale Dragon, which is, again, a cool thing to call yourself. But <laughs> thank, you very, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me to do this. This is a lot of fun. Hope you have a lovely yep. holiday. Flyers fans, Jackets fans, I hope you guys have a lovely holiday. Go Flyers. <laughs>